The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Are all on? Maybe not. It says it's on. Are you muted, maybe? Good afternoon. Uh, okay, everyone. We're going to get started here in just a moment. For folks in the dais, board members, you are probably all in mute right now, so if you hit your button, green light turns on, your microphone will be on. Um, try to speak into the microphone for anyone who's coming up to the podium to present. If you'll do the same, try to speak into that microphone. This is what's getting picked up on the live stream, so it helps that folks can hear all of us. Chair Colwick, I'll hand it off to you. Okay, great, thank you. Um, it's 4.03 and I would like to call to order the August 23rd regular meeting of the NFP Review Board. Um, Jamie, can you please give us a roll call? Yes. Chair Colwick. Present. Director Fuller. Present. Director Glasser. Director Leto. Present. Director McNellis. Director Martin. Present. 
And Director Sylvester. Present. Thank you. Okay, can I entertain a motion to excuse absent members? So moved. Support. Great. All those in favor say aye. 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 Okay. Opposed? Great, motion passes. Next is the adoption of the formal agenda. Are there any changes to the agenda? No, I move approval. Great. Support. Support, Support by Leto. Um, all those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Great, motion is adopted. Agenda is adopted. Now on to the approval of the meeting minutes from May 24th. Any changes to the minutes? Great, can I get a motion to approve the minutes? So moved. Support. Support, great. All those in favor say aye. 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 Okay. Minutes are approved. At this time, we will take comments from the public on any NFP matters or agenda items. There will be a separate public comment period for item two, um, variance requests, but any other comments should be made now. And we'll start with any comments from those in the audience. If so, you can feel free to come to the podium, state your name, and the city residents for, um, and for our minutes, and then you'll have three minutes to speak. Okay. Um, do we have any minutes from those calling in? Or comments, sorry. No comments at this time. Great, thank you, Nolan. Would any board members like to make any comments generally or in response to public comments? Um, you can feel free to ask staff any questions you may have. So with that, I think we'll move on to new business. Okay, great. Welcome, Director McNallis. All right, so item one in new business is an application for NFP site plan approval. We invite the applicant for Belford and Reed to come give their presentation at the podium and then we'll hear from staff. Do you have a little uh, gray button at the bottom of your mic? I think it's going to be on the bottom of the mic. No. Nope. I hear myself. <laughs> Gone again. Um, my name is Matt Hollander. I'm a resident of Kalamazoo, and I'm the president of Hollander Development Corporation. Uh, this will be my second time for this project in front of most, if not all of you. And uh, I have Danielle Rhodes here from Vice and Associates with me. Uh, Danielle was the, uh, the chief uh, engineer on the site plan. So if there are specific questions uh, of an engineering nature, I'm gonna call her up to support. But I'll give you a, a quick overview of our project and uh, talk to you a little bit about what we've done since we last saw you and take questions and go from there. So, Again, uh, this is an aerial property view of, of a, a sub-parcel, uh, proposed sub-parcel split of 333 East Alcott. It's a 6.64 acre uh, parcel that's bounded by Belford Street on the east. Uh, so this, this image is actually turned. North is to your right. Uh, and uh, that's Reed Street uh, to the north. To the south is Bryant. And then uh, to the west is the Portage Creek. And the trail that you see there is intended to be a spur of the Kalamazoo River Valley Trail in the future, and it's our intent to pave that uh, in, in connection with this project. So if, if you'll recall, the last time we were here, uh, we were here to talk about the, uh, what we thought was a woodland designation on the site, and we heard from Arborist Services and their determination that we did not, in fact, have a woodland, and so we are uh, designing under the uh, um, special status trees uh, portion of NFP, uh, and so we'll talk about that. And we also have uh, the Portage Creek, which is the defining natural feature of the property. So a uh, little review, we did a tree survey, or uh, Arborist Services did a, a tree survey for us. Uh, they mapped out all the trees on the site and found that most of them were uh, invasive, uh, primarily black locusts and Siberian elms. And the special trees, the special status trees that they identified are shown 
on this image. So we have uh, a collection uh, to the north of the site. We have a couple along a fence row that borders some single family homes on the southeast of the site. And on the uh, southwest of the site, right at the cul-de-sac of Bryant Street, uh, we have a couple more special status trees there. So uh, what we've done with our proposed site plan is to uh, build around all of that. And so we've taken into consideration the critical root zones, primarily of the, uh, the trees on the southwest near the Bryant Street cul-de-sac. So we rerouted our uh, driveway entrance to the project uh, in, in order to stay clear of those trees. And we will be working with Arborist Services to determine special uh, uh, construction uh, measures that we have to take to protect those trees during construction. Uh, we intend to, uh, we're not going to touch anything along the fence row with the neighbors to the southeast. And on the north end of the site, uh, we're not planning to put anything, uh, buildings or otherwise, in the area where that collection of other special status trees is located. Uh, in terms of the you know, slope and setback off the Portage Creek, we already have a restrictive covenant area between the creek and the pathway. And uh, I believe all of the uh, setbacks on there are in conformance with NFP. So uh, that's, that's what we're proposing to do. The project, again, is uh, 48 units of affordable housing spread across four buildings. We have a small community building, uh, which is shown on the site plan, as well as a small maintenance building, which is also shown on the site plan. Entrances off of Belford Street to the east and Bryant Street to the south. Uh, we've, we've done our best to create a compact site plan that minimizes paving and maximizes green space. And uh, as far as NFP goes, I think those are the, the, the broad strokes. Thank you. Um, are there any questions for Hollander from the board at this time? I have a question about the the site plan that shows the proposed, there's a, a key that says existing deciduous and proposed deciduous trees. And I was curious if the proposed deciduous meant that those were the ones that would be retained on the site or if those were the ones, or if those would be replanted. I'm gonna have Danielle come up to answer that question. Okay. actually referring to um, new trees, mostly in conformance with um, the zoning requirements for um, street facing frontage, building perimeter, parking lot, landscaping of those nature. Um, proposed plantings shown on the plan are intended to be conceptual at this point. I think they um, achieve that, but the quantities identified in the table are, are the intent. And the special interest trees you can see it's a little hard in this view, but maybe if you have um, copies in front of you or the computer, you can see they're shown in green. So um, we have conveyed all the information uh, provided by Arborist Services as far as specific trees into, um, you know, the CAD file for consideration. But out of all of the trees, I think only two percent were of special status. The rest were invasive. Of, um, less quality. Yeah, that landscape plan will be in that larger packet or the larger format that they printed as well. And you do see they're in really light green. There's just maybe seven or so trees along the outside that will remain that are, that if they were removed, they would have to be replanted. But And I might just bring up um, while we're here for conversation instead of perhaps having to come back, I think um, there's nine total, they're listed in the table here on this sheet, and I believe three of those, which happen to be the, the larger diameter, uh, maybe all silver maple, are of, uh, you know, 35% uh, living, I think is what the Arbor Services categorized it. So those may be of hazard, and, and potentially if that was something you guys could give approval to, that might be something we want to entertain. Matt might want to confirm direction on that, but. Yeah, so, yep, so according to the ordinance, those trees could be removed, but you'd have to replant them at a one-to-one. -one. You could pick off of the, uh, the tree list in the ordinance. There's a rather long list of native trees that are preferred for replanting. So, so while the whole plan kind of has been reconfigured to accommodate a lot of um, living ones, 
uh, we probably would intend to remove those larger diameter silver maples, even though they are listed as special species and not necessarily identified on the plan to be removed. So we would obviously conform to all requirements related to that for replacement. Um, if you don't mind, I have a couple of comments from the staff report that I'd want to just uh, point out. Um, I think all of the information that Matt and Danielle provided um, are things that staff looked at in their review. So we took a look at that plan. The natural features on the site, again, that main one is Portage Creek. Uh, there were some protected slopes in that riparian area down to the creek. Um, a couple of those protected tree species, and then they also had an MNFI rare species search done, and that was that the results of that were um, provided to you guys. Um, so staff checked against standards, and it looks like all buildings and impervious surfaces are outside of that Portage Creek setback requirement of 25 uh, feet, and then at the top of that slope, there's a 10-foot slope setback, which is marked on the plan. The trees have been inventoried, the, mark, the protected trees were all marked, um, and any that would be replaced would, would require that one-to-one -one ratio. So we may just want to, um, if you're pretty sure about that, we could just mark that on the site plan now that you have the ability to remove the three trees and we'll replant with the appropriate species. Um, some conditional items that I listed in the staff report were landscaping plan, but we've gotten that now. Um, and then the other item, um, stormwater calculations were reviewed by the stormwater engineer, and it looks like all of the, um, the stormwater requirements have been met. So they're doing that um, higher uh, stormwater detention and treatment, and they also have multiple forms of treatment, um, including, I think, some bioswales or the, the green infrastructure that's required on the site. So with all of those things, um, unless you all maybe see some things on that landscaping plan that just came through that you want to talk about, the staff recommendation at this time is approval. It seems like the plan before you meets the standards um, in the NFP ordinance. Actually, I have one item to add that I didn't put in the staff report, uh, but um, seeing the landscaping plan recently, um, if we could mark on the site plan too that all trees, protected trees that will remain, will um, have the, the required um, construction fencing. Thank you. Um, board questions, comments? Uh, comment mostly. If there's other questions, let's go to those first. Go for it, Paul. Okay, uh, the, excuse me, just uh, uh, west of the Bank Street where you got your entrance coming in, uh, it's within your prop, it's within the project property line, but there's a pretty, fairly decent uh, prairie that's uh, being developed there. It's being developed uh, to the south quite a bit. Um, there was a team of, uh, from wild types. Uh, Bill Snyder had four of his guys out there and they were doing um, spot treatments of invasive species throughout the whole area. Okay, I say that because I would like you to uh, really, I would personally like you to really consider using as much native plants in your landscape plan as you can to complement and not to fight against the, uh, the prairie that's being developed there, purposely developed there. Thank you, Paul. Okay, any other board comments or questions? Yeah, so at this point, I would like to entertain a motion to approve the NFP site plan application for the redevelopment project at 333 East Alcott, also known as Bedford and Reed. Can we add conditions of marking the silver maples 
that are poor condition that will be replaced and including construction fencing standards on the plan? Yes. Okay. So moved. Okay, great. Before we vote, um, I just want to make sure everyone has no more questions for discussion. Um, and hearing no more comments from board members, we will have a roll call vote. Colwick. Yes. Fuller? Aye. Leto? Yes. McNellis? Yes. Martin? Yes. Sylvester? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, thank you guys. Danielle, I will send you an email with those additions we want to see, and then you can turn that around when you're ready. All right, we have a full agenda, so moving right on to item two is an application for NFP variance. We will open the hearing with a presentation from the applicant, and um, Good afternoon. Great. Jason with AR Engineering, um, working with Great Lakes Capital on the redevelopment of the that site. Sure. Any PDFs in this or not? I'm sorry, Jason. What was, was there? That? Is there any? Um, I didn't know if there was any PDFs of that site. So um, we're looking at redeveloping uh, 3625 West Michigan Ave. Did you send me something earlier I, today, and you wanted to? No, no. Okay. Um, so it's it's the existing site is a it's a dilapidated it's the old Hallmark Living assisted um, assisted living center, and so what we're looking at doing is redeveloping that, demolishing that building, and uh, kind of repurposing the site for a multifamily apartment complex. Um, as part of that, we've um, have been working with the city closely on the NFP overlay side of things as well as um, city engineers and city planning department to work through kind of the parameters of what we need to look at. And we're looking at six units um, and uh, with, there'll be three story units ranging in size from uh, 24 unit buildings to um, 32 unit buildings. And there'll also be um, some community areas with clubhouse and a pool, um, as well as some other um, community type uh, uh, site enhancements. And so as, as part of developing that site plan and kind of, originally we had looked at um, a much larger development and in working with um, Jamie and her department as well as uh, city planning, we've uh, reduced the number of units and the number of buildings significantly uh, in an attempt to minimize those impacts to the protected areas. And so as part of that, what you see before you is um, a request to allow, um, I think it's 71, just over 71% um, removal of the remaining trees. So a little over half the site is currently wooded. And um, as part of the allowance, we were allowed to remove up to 50%. We're asking for um, to remove more than that, up to 71.7%. Um, really the majority of the impacts as we get further down comes to stormwater management requirements as well as uh, managing some of the slopes that are out there. And that kind of feeds into the, the other aspect of the request is impacting a portion of some of the steeper slopes. Um, the site that's currently out there, it's kind of built um, onto the back of that slope and there's some, there's been some dumping back there and some other um, aspects. So. We're looking to clean all that up and um, part of the development will impact some of those steep slopes. So we've included that in the request as well. Um, we did take a look at some of the tree, uh, some of the tree species out there and it does, um, it does range. We've got, we've got some cottonwood, some cherry, silver maple, um, kind of on the northern limits where the existing site ends. Um, there is some mulberry and some sassafras as well as some elm. And so we'd, we would look to uh, work with our landscape architect as well as some other folks to um, save what we can from the impacts that we show and then also add 
a significant amount of more plantings throughout the development along the frontage to really meet what the city would like to see from a from a front frontage area as well as what the residents will like as well as the owner. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so public comments. Do you want me to give some staff comments first or that would be helpful. either way? Works. You go first. Okay. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to speak a little bit more to the site and the work that the developers and staff have been doing over a number of months. As Jason pointed out, this first came to um, city staff looking at the site, knowing that it was um, in the NFP overlay district, also knowing they had some demolition and other um, cost on the site. And the first proposal was well over 200 apartment units uh, in several more buildings on the site. Um, essentially in the regular you know, real estate development model where they were gonna go in, you know, be able to clear, uh, do probably some significant fill, and then you know, build out the site um, that you would often see in this zone district. It is zoned community commercial, so it's one of our most flexible. The, um, the residential use here is, the multifamily use is a permitted use within that zone district. Um, to try to uh, protect up to that 50% of woodlands, the um, project team went back, reconfigured a bunch, got down to the units, the, the sort of the minimum units and footprint they thought they could do, still making the project viable. Uh, there was some talk about decreasing impervious surface and some of the parking, they are below their parking allowance, so they're allowed two spaces per unit. They are at 1.4 spaces per unit. And then one of the things we ran into was um, the fire marshal is requiring, because of this residential use, because of the number of people who are using it and living there 24-7, uh, they are gonna require that the, um, like a, a drive really loop around the entire facility and make sure it gives uh, adequate fire and, and rescue access to every building on the site. And so we couldn't reduce that um, impervious surface and that parking and drive area much more than what you see here today. Um, and then even with stormwater, um, staff had brought up the idea, you know, could stormwater be brought down? Could that pond be brought down to just what is required citywide? If you remember, NFP sites require more stormwater, but maybe we could get a trade-off and protect some more trees. But again, it's the slope down the back of that site and the regrading that has to happen. And that's, I would say that that's what felt like why more trees had to be removed. If the whole site were flat, um, and I think the site could preserve a lot more trees. It probably would meet the 50%, but it really is the slopes that are the challenge here, and to clear and regrade and change those slopes, you're gonna have to remove the trees. Um, so let me see here. Um, so staff reviewed this. We had some discussions. We are recommending that the um, the board consider a recommendation to the ZBA that um, what is being proposed here, because it's a permitted use, it's really probably the most reasonable proposal to bring forward for this property. It definitely helps the city meet some of our um, housing goals to get more units of housing into the city. Uh, there are some you know, hardships on this site, uh, which is the, that, um, just the, the grades on the property, trying to match up with the grades and the other um, two adjacent parcels that are really out of the control of the property owner. And then there's also that fire marshal requirement to make sure that uh, drive loops all the way around the property. And so it did feel like for staff, we're recommending that um, the, there's a positive recommendation to the ZBA to allow impacting slope and slope setbacks up to the 0.84 acres that you see on that map. The second request for the woodlands, um, similar staff recommendation when you consider the grades on the site and the slopes being wooded, um, really the benefits of that greater stormwater capture and the, the grade changes that have to happen anyway, the um, woodland clearing feels unavoid unavoidable and so uh, we also as staff recommend that the um, 
variance allow for removal up to that, again, that area delineated on the property, it's 7.17% of woodlands would be removed and all of the remainder, around 30%, would be preserved on the site. And we thought, uh, you know, in your staff report, it says the variance seems to meet the intent of NFP, which is really to balance development and protection of natural features, right? They went through, they did their inventory, they modified their design to be in context with the natural elements as much as possible, really trying to um, think creatively about those slopes and some of their impervious areas, but then the design that we um, see in front of us today really is kind of the balance of being able to bring those two things together. Thank you. All right, thanks, public Jamie. Comment. Yeah, so now we'll open up for public comments. Um, if anyone in the audience will come forward. If not, then um, Nolan, do we have any callers from the phone line? We're doing public comments first and then we'll do our- No callers at this time. Okay, great. Um, now we can have um, comments from the board or questions. I'm, I have a couple, um, I'd like to let someone else start though. Oh, I'll start. Is, is there oh, an inventory, a tree inventory, or si I know you mentioned some of the species, but do we know size, age, quality, any of that information? And, that, and that's something that we, we, can, we can provide. Um, it, it does vary, there's some second, second growth, um, and uh, I can provide a quick, or a quick uh, printout. Thank you. I was gonna say, maybe I can ask some questions while we're perusing the um, tree inventory. Uh, thanks for your presentation. I was wondering, um, just looking at the amount of woodland that um, has to be removed, obviously it's most ideal if we can avoid it, if we can't, um, we like to try to mitigate as much as possible. So I guess my first question is related to the overall footprint of the site that, it, that in addition to the city requirements kind of push it into that zone. Um, as not being a developer myself, I'm curious about um, A, how many floors the buildings are? It seems like they're probably three floors. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Is there kind of an economic trade-off between going above that number or increasing the capacity of some of the smaller buildings. I was just kind of doing back of the bar napkin math and if, you know, five of them are up to 32 units instead of just the one, I think, or two, um, then you could potentially eliminate one building. But I'm imagining there might be some structural or physical limitations that might prevent that from happening. Yeah, it changes some of the construction types as well as, um, getting vertical more requires elevators and and the cost implications of that is really drives it to be that three-story okay so the 32 and the 24 unit buildings are all three stories correct okay yep. um, and then I guess my uh, next comment um, and maybe this goes a little bit to to Jamie potentially in city requirements. Um, I'm wondering about the potential to kind of reclaim some of that space that has to be regraded um, east of the detention basin and south of the detention basin. At this point in the plain view, it's just shown as white, kind of grading into the red hashed mark that's the woodland. But I'm wondering if we could recommend that that be installed in some kind of native vegetation, assuming that the stormwater could be accessed from, yeah, from the parking lot. Um, do you see any limitations to doing that for maintenance or any, I mean, it seems like it's gonna be a steep slope there, so it's probably yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, really, really confined by the slopes, but I don't see any issue with putting that back as um, something that would be beneficial both for the slope stabilization as well as aesthetically. So okay. that, that would be replanted as, as and seeded and we can probably look at some particular species to also put some uh, additional tree plantings back there too. Okay, is there any, did you have any thoughts on that, Jamie? Is that, co would that be kosher with city stormwater as far as? 
I don't have anything that leads me to believe there'd be a challenge with that with city stormwater. Um, so I think you're probably okay. Okay. And would this proposal come come back to us when the, because it's phase one I'm imagining is demolition. Um, so right now what's in front of you is a variance request. So um, can the developer clear, sort of move forward with this concept or this plan and assume that they can clear and regrade where they need to marked on the map. And if that is granted by the ZBA, then they will be able to come forward through so full site plan review, and then yes, that will be, um, you guys will then be looking at landscaping plans, all of the items that we've been looking at with the other cases tonight. So it would come back to you. If you want to, for your recommendation, ask that, um, you know, a native seed mix supported by other vegetation, however you want to word that, is put into your um, request tonight. I would recommend that be done, you know, now, because this, this will kind of be language that's worked into um, a variance that would be granted by the ZBA uh, the second Thursday in September. Okay, thanks. That's all the questions I had, thank you. Yep, thank you. I have kind of a process question too, is because this is a variance request and not a site plan review, is that why we don't have the supplemental, like the fuller checklist of? Um, Natural features, yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Any other board questions, comments? <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> I apologize ahead of time if you have to repeat something that's already been said. That's I find the older I get, <laughs> my, that's my MO. Uh, the stormwater basin that you have uh, to uh, to install in uh, the footprint. I'm looking at the footprint of the asphalt and that and. and that's a, to me that, and I know this isn't a detailed drawing, but that looks like a very huge stormwater basin for the impervious footprint that you're proposing to have. Is any of the stormwater from the site going to Michigan Avenue? No, there is not anything proposed in Michigan Avenue. Um, the, the structures within Michigan, there's a drop structure on the south side of the road and that routes and it's a very shallow and uh, smaller storm pipe that dumps into a uh, a larger pipe that's kind of favored on the north side okay um so if for for depth constraints and or elevation constraints as well as uh minimizing impacts to the road um it's very limited on uh what we'd be able to send there even if we did open cut the road have you uh have you talked to engineers about what this is going to look like I'm assuming you have yeah and, and we do have to walk through a little bit more detailed with them um, on the final storm sizing but as Jamie had mentioned with the overlay there are a bit more constraints when it comes down to uh, storm volumes and managing runoff um, so that's why you see maybe what you feel is a little bit larger than it needs to be um, is there there are uh, more constraints with the overlay on this. Somebody has a bigger map for this one, I could bring. Look at that one. Um, okay, uh, it just, it just, it strikes me. I worked a lot when I was at the university. I worked a lot with all the stormwater and detention. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 650 acre campus and uh, university now. I've been retired for a while. That's probably why they've made so much progress since then. <laughs> but. Um, the university now is getting, coming very close to being zero uh, untreated water put into Arcadia Creek. Um, so I'm, I'm familiar with, with impervious surface and how much detention and retention that you should have, familiar with it. I'm not an engineer, so I just make that clear. But. Um, it seems to me that this, that your stormwater detention basin is, is, is really huge. Uh, so I would, so I, I say that because then that leads me to say also, why do you need to, to, to do away with so much of that forest that's where the stormwater detention basin is and was that south of that or east of that? 
Yeah, I mean, really, you know, we in reviewing with the city engineering department, we need to main, we need to manage. There is not a clear um, direct release option on this. Uh, obviously, runoff south of the slope currently just uh, free discharges south, and it makes its way east along the railroad tracks. Mm -hmm. um, but as part of that, we are increasing runoff, and um, therefore we're we're being held responsible for managing all the runoff before it does free flow out into um, you know non-property system. Uh, so I mean the the basin the basin that's sized obviously when we get through you know the detailed review with the city um, we'll, we'll reduce that as much as we can down um, and, and that footprint will be but really running through the preliminary calcs with them and the preliminary calcs in compliance with the sizing requirements there's not much we can do with that footprint. Yeah, Director McNellis, I'll mention that we did have the project go to a, a project review, which is our sort of informal site plan yeah. review. Um, Stormwater engineer did participate that in that. We, I remember hearing about exploring that idea, you know, what could be sent to Michigan Avenue. Uh, that was not a preferred option, and it sounded like uh, maybe not very viable with the infrastructure that's there. The question was asked too whether um, some volume could sheet flow down the slope. I don't think it would conform with the NFP ordinance. And then also the stormwater engineer felt uh, he kind of shut that one down. That wasn't an option just because of some of the, um, it seemed like maybe there were some known erosion areas or concerns at the bottom of that slope. And so the size that we see today, I, yeah, I appreciate what Jason said. You know, if you can shrink that up as you move along and get more of your design done, that's something we'd love to see, but we probably have to assume at least right now that it's gonna be this like rather large basin that you see on the plan today, at least by some of the assumptions that we were led to believe by the engineer uh, in our plan review, or project review. Okay, so your guy said it was good. He wanted it, yeah, sized like that and wasn't gonna let Stormwater go other places, essentially, yeah. He's the engineer, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I just have one comment. I respect the um, input from the city's engineers and um, I guess to re reiterate what um, Director Leto said is in, when this comes to us again for this full site plan review, I would really like to see um, specific planting plans and um, you know removing that huge area and I understand that's what it takes to regrade for the stormwater basin. Um, as much detail as you could give us about what you intend on doing with that empty space and also the plantings, you know, for the trees you're gonna be replacing among the buildings, um, native and climate resilient plantings as well. And um, yeah, I think that's it. But we, we know that not everyone has it at this time, but for the full site plan review, it would be really good. And, um, one final comment is the tree of heaven. If you have any of that um, on the property, that should be removed. We just had our first occurrence of the highly invasive spotted lanternfly in Michigan, in Oakland County, um, about 10, 15 days ago. So um, really in support of removing any of those trees. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I have a question or a comment, I guess, uh, sort of related to that. that uh, the area between the storm basin and the preserved woodland um, that I assume is pretty steeply sloped or will, will be after all the regrading. And so I just want to be very careful that that preserved woodland doesn't, isn't impacted by erosion issues during, during construction. I know there will be all the erosion controls in place, but just that's going to be a real area of concern. And if that's the woodland that you're preserving, let's be Let's be careful to preserve it. Also, I think having that woodland buffer along the railroad obviously is good for your apartment dwellers, but also there may be some interesting native species along that railroad corridor. So I'm glad to see that that section of woodland is what's being, what's being preserved. I haven't been on the site, but I would have a hunch that that's where some of your nicer species are. Yep, thank you. Is that all for board comments? Did you have one? I have a comment, but I'll wait until there's a motion. 
Okay. I have, sorry, I have one more comment. Kind of getting into the weeds now, but um, on the, when you're stabilizing those slopes, I know there's lots of different options for different blanket material to put down to prevent erosion. And just been noticing a lot um, lately around the uh, plastic erosion blankets are being used a lot. And um, I think it would kind of follow the spirit of NFP to use like the core, the um, coconut husk type material instead of the microplastics that, or, or the material that becomes microplastics and um, critters can get stuck in it and that sort of thing. So that would just be a kind of recommendation, I guess. Okay, okay, thank you. All right, um, at this point, I would like to entertain a motion to approve the recommendation to the Zoning Board of Appeals to grant relief from the NFP Woodland Preservation Standard and Slope Standard for the redevelopment project at 3,625 West Michigan Avenue. Do you have a motion? All right, support? I'll support. Great, thank you. Before we vote, um, I just wanna make sure we have a final discussion. So are there um, any, comments in favor, any concerns or other considerations board members would like to bring forward at this point before the vote? Yeah, I just have a comment, um, a couple of things. I, I appreciated staff comments uh, uh, regarding the trade-offs and the balances that have been undertaken to, uh, to respect the NFP overlay restrictions and yet um, maintain viability of the project. Um, I also, uh, uh, like several of you, I was comforted to hear that we'll, this, we will revisit this again uh, for final site plan approval um, because I think that's a time that uh, 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 you really add a lot of value with the interaction on that and, and you know the details of it uh, um, and you can, uh, I think, improve the application by that review that you're going to make and scrutiny, scrutiny that you'll show to it at that point. Uh, but knowing that, I'm in support of, of the, the motion that we have on the table here. Okay, any other board comments? Just gonna ask, Jamie, with the motion as it stands, do we have it captured that we'd like to see the slope adjacent to the detention basin revegetated with some kind of native vegetation, or can we incorporate that at a later phase, or should we incorporate it with the motion now? Why don't we go ahead and add that to the motion? So, Director Sylvester, if you want to add to the motion, I will. I will uh, move that we make that amendment to the motion. Yes. Great. Another question among us um, and and Jamie, um, when that landscape, when that site plan comes back uh, with with landscape details, uh, such details as uh, as Director Leto raised about the um, uh, the erosion control materials being used, is that the kind of detail that would be in, in, in a site plan review for us? There'll be those design specs would be added to one of the plan sets um, in a full site plan packet. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I just have one more comment before we vote, which is, um, you know, this is a fairly large variance and providing housing, and we understand the city engineer's takes on this. So um, before voting, I'd just like to state that I don't anticipate any further variances in the second phase of this project. So, yeah, that's my comment. <laughs> You had support, so I think if I support one, the amendment. Once we are okay. once we are done with the comments, which I think we are done, we'll have Jamie do a roll call vote for this. Yeah. So. No more comments. I see. Okay. All right. Ready. Yeah. Chair Colwick. Um, yay. Fuller. Aye. Leto. Aye. McNellis? Yes. Martin? Yes. Sylvester? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Look forward to coming back to meet with you guys. Thank you, sir. All right, now on to the um, third item agenda, 
which is approval of the NFP site plan application for the redevelopment project located at 1609 Whites Road. Um, we would like to invite the applicant forward um, to give their presentation and then we'll hear from staff and then public comments. So. Technical. going first because I always <laughs> I think everyone in here is first or second language is English so I can speak okay. Hello, everybody. Thank you. Uh, once again, nice to see everybody. I'm John Fulling from Kalamazoo Country Club. Um, appreciate your time this afternoon. Uh, the project that we have uh, today is uh, involves our grounds maintenance facility, which uh, is essentially at uh, 3509 Oakland Drive, still part of 1609 White's Road on the corner there. And uh, the, the project involves the expansion of two buildings, uh, essentially without changing the footprint uh, of what's there now. And, and the bottom line here is we've just kind of outgrown uh, a couple of those and we need to take an old building uh, from the early 1970s down and put up another uh, structure and then uh, do an addition on our main building uh, that is there now to, to go over it uh, in the site plan. Um, if you can see that very well. Uh, let me see if the next, yeah, that's better. So on the site plan, we have currently uh, three buildings uh, in ex uh, existing. Uh, our main building uh, uh, and then two steel structure storage buildings, one of which the furthest uh, east is uh, an old circa 1970-ish uh, barn. That's the one first that we would like to uh, remove uh, and put in its place a larger uh, building uh, but not outside uh, or barely outside of the footprint of the current impervious surface. So that building would uh, remain uh, its, its easterly uh, border and then come to the west, uh, which is already paved there, uh, to give us some more storage space. And then uh, this, the second part of that uh, in the main building, which is the large building uh, furthest uh, west uh, to do a bit of a, an addition on that, which I think you've seen uh, uh, both for office and employee space and then some additional uh, storage for equipment. Again, all within what is already paved. Uh, so, uh, but in addition to that, in doing this, we're going to be able to do a couple of nice uh, things, which is uh, put in a recycled equipment wash uh, system. Uh, with the containment uh, roofed and also be able to put in uh, a new fuels uh, uh, service uh, station that is going to be roofed contained uh, that we currently uh, don't have. Uh, but outside of that, that's, that's really it. Uh, again, pavement doesn't really increase much at all. Uh, no tree removal, no slope. Our stormwater still runs down into the collection area on the property. Through, uh, through the materials that we've planted and the rain garden that we planted 20 years ago, 22 years ago, uh, which still works very well. And so that's essentially the extent of our project. Thank you. All right, we'll start with you, Jamie. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, I was going to mention, yeah, that the, in your packet there's an error. Um, it doesn't list the acreage, but the site here is around 134 acres, I believe. And so we're working, the, the plan in front of you today is a really small footprint. Uh, the whole site was put into the NFP overlay district uh, primarily due to White's Lake. So, right, on 134 acres, it's just one parcel, so the whole parcel is in the overlay district. Um, the project is going through regular site plan approval process right now. Danielle came to me and said, hey, you know, we, 
We're doing this project. We don't really change impervious surface too much. You can see they're kind of working in this, um, uh, this um, site here and um, had kind of asked, you know, does this go to the NFP review board? And I mentioned that because I think these are some of the sites we've been talking about. You know, does it, does it go through an administrative approval? Does it come to this board? And so I just think it's one of those we can keep, um, uh, kind of keep in our memory for whether, you know, which way do we want to do the review on these? Um, However, I will point out, right, the application um, identifies water resources, White's Lake, but I believe it's more than 300 feet from the lake, this site here, right? So um, we're, not, uh, we're not concerned about, or we're well within any sort of impervious surface setbacks from the riparian area. Uh, the only thing I noticed on the plan was the maybe one or two protected trees that will remain uh, there on the site. Um, post-construction, they'll still be there. Um, Stormwater, our engineer, will review this during site plan. I did notice the bioswale and thought that's great. That meets NFP now. And um, in terms of calculation, the impervious surface changes just ever so uh, modestly. So um, that will be something, again, that the stormwater engineer will review those calcs and weigh in on if or any, you know, if there's any requirements in stormwater here that are different than what's already out there. Um, so other than, um, I guess, one addition to the site plan, if it's not on there, Danielle, and it might be, I may have missed it, but just um, uh, construction fencing per the ordinance around the trees when you're um, during the construction phase, that could be added to the site plan. And then otherwise, staff's recommendation was to approved since it seems to meet all of the NFP requirements per the ordinance. Okay. Um, and do we have any comments? Public on the phone? We shouldn't have to take public comments for this one. That's You're right. all set. Okay. Great. So with that, we'll open up to um, board comments or questions before we um, entertain a motion. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm I was curious, uh, Jamie, you answered this some, but um, really curious why this uh, become, you know, comes to us, because there's, there's some intrusion on, on the slope on the, uh, this is north, south, east, west, on the north side of the proposed building, but that's all mowed and manicured slope, so it has little or no impact on, you know, the, what we're trying to, you know, to preserve. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I guess this is one I would just so, hey, flip a coin. You decide. It would be great. So, I don't know. Has any anybody else feel that way or what? It's interesting that um, since we know this is part of a larger project that we're going to hear about in in, in further components. So I think that is of interest to us. And certainly the previous piece that we heard, we did a pretty deep dive into it. We weren't 100% satisfied, but we, we moved it forward. Um, it's interesting, to, and I know nothing about the engineering of this, but I can see that there's you know, new handling of fuel oils and fuel itself and the separators that are used for water that could contain oil. And I assume those are upgrades uh, that will benefit the overall site and benefit water that does eventually uh, meet the lake. And I assume that went through staff review in your, your round table. That review. will get more scrutiny during full site plan review. As far as NFP handling of those items, there are some restrictions when you're within 300 feet of water. Uh, if you remember, there was a case where a cell phone tower was proposing uh, diesel fuel as their backup generator and they switched that to um, propane to work better within the site. So there are a few rules, there are quite a few rules when you're you know immediately adjacent to water, but yeah, this one kind of falls outside of that 300 foot boundary and so a lot of those rules don't apply. And just to be reminded, um, how many, phases are there to the country club project this since this must be a second phase of it this feels like work in the interim um 
so I think this is on the existing site right now. Um, so this would eventually be part of whatever demolition would happen on that site, but I'm assuming since it's brand new construction that it's probably gonna stick around for quite some time. I don't know if anyone can speak to that. Yeah, this particular project here, this would be uh, in perpetuity where our grounds department would, would operate. So where we operate now, again, we just need to make it a little bit larger. As we go into all the other things, uh, we need to have just a little bit more space, a little bit more storage. But this stays forever. But when I ask about phase, I mean, say, this is a component of a larger um, uh, redevelopment of the, or... I, the I think the way staff have been, like, the way we process the application is, is that it's outside of that larger pro project. It's its own okay. project, right? They're, they need building permits, and so because of the nature of the project, it goes through site plan review. Um, and that's why it's, it's kind of its own standalone project and review process. Yep. Yeah, there's a... There's a whole neighborhood between what we <laughs> looked at last and and this and this piece here. You know, I mean, but they, they do share some um, proximity to water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would just comment, um, support of the other director's comments that uh, I don't see anything on here that would give me pause as far as NFP requirements or anything like that. Um, generally, but because it's the same applicant and we've been looking at the site overall, I think we appreciate, or at least I appreciate um, running a bias, even though it doesn't give me any pause personally. I was just going to say exactly the same thing. I like that we're seeing it just because we know what all is happening, but yeah, it's far away from water and everything, so I think it's good. All right. Um, so at this point, I would like to entertain a motion to approve the NFP site plan application for the redevelopment project at 1,609 Whites Road. So moved. Okay, thank you. Um, and then before we vote, just opening up for discussion once more in case anyone else has anything to add. Hearing no more co board comments, um, Jamie, can we have a roll call vote? Yes, Colwick. Yay, yes. Fuller? Aye. Leto? Aye. McNellis? Yes. Martin? Yes. Sylvester? Yes. Thank you. Great. Um, and Danielle, I'll send you the same follow-up about the one note on um, the construction Fencing, unless it's already on there. Like I said, I'm sure I saw that one. And um, then I will uh, attend the full site plan review and make sure that they get a letter saying that. On the there, um, on, on the current plans, but I'm not sure if I'll check for it. Thanks. Great. Thank you. Um, and that's it for new business for today. And on to old business. No old business today. Great, and we had quite a few staff updates during our new business. Jamie, do you um, have anything else to add for staff, staff updates today? Um, no, although in the future, I will make sure that any approvals that go through, so recommendations that you all make to the Zoning Board of Appeals, uh, sort of retroactively, I can bring those forward to you and let you know how those go. Like I said, the variance recommendation that you all made today will go to the Zoning Board of Appeals uh, the second week in September, and I'll keep you posted on that process and how they vote. Great, thank you. And any announcements? Uh, it's, we've been doing some work on, on one of the pocket parks in the Oakland Drive neighborhood, the Glen Park, and uh, Wild Ones is involved, and a whole bunch of other folks, and we're planting stuff like the deer love it, is they've been already nibbling on stuff. So we put up some exclosures around a lot of the plants anyway. Uh, and uh, Kleinstock, uh, Aaron has been pushing us into uh, killing all of the, um, uh, don't tell me. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, tree of heaven. Tree of heaven, I was gonna say that. Oh, yeah. yeah, we've been killing all the tree of heaven in there and, We've been meeting uh, once a week for the last three weeks, gonna meet again this Friday. So anyway, that's less 
much less time or much more time for me that I got to be sober. So, but it works. <laughs> and I expect that you guys are also killing Evan on the properties you own as well. So I mean, we've already been doing that, but the Spotted <laughs> Lanternfly uh, Host Association is just more fuel for the fire. Um, it's one invasive species you don't want on your property. I mean, raining honeydew, sticky stuff. <laughs> They're they are pretty. There's some native species you could enjoy too. So they were also found in Fort Wayne. Mm. So that's the other. Like now it's. Starting to march closer. Yeah. All right. If that's it for announcements, I will adjourn the meeting. Nope. Too late. Oh. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'll listen to you. Go ahead. I was just asking.